no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch, guys. As always, I'm Woodson. And I'm Wilby. And there's been another crazy week of lots of football uh, around England and especially in England and around Europe. And we can't wait to break it down this week. Alrighty. So we're just going to jump straight in. The end, the last round of the Premier League season, Wilbur. Uh, it was a lot happened. Some teams got made Europe, some teams missed out on Europe. Uh, yeah. I think we probably best to start off, probably not the best time for your boys, but City crown champions five nil. Yeah, it was a it was, it was a bit of it was a thorough drum uh, drumming in the end, but um, but yeah, they, they they were just too good. I think yeah. at at times our defending looked very um, lackluster and sort of limp, but um, obviously, yeah, they're the best team in the competition and they and they showed it. Yeah, and I thought like if they were ever going to show up for a game, it was going to be the game at home in front of their fans for the first time all season. Yeah, and they like they wanted to show that like you know they're the business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think in particular, I, did you see Aguero's second goal? He's kind of like walking, like walks into the eighteen yard box outside of the steps boot. past yeah, Mason yeah. Holgate, just far too easy. Yeah, I thought it was definitely you guys signed off with a bit of a whimper. If yeah, honest. yeah. Um, but I thought, like, yeah, for City, it's like perfect way to cap off a great season for them. Perfect send off for Aguero scoring two goals. Yeah. You couldn't really ask much more. Mm. Um, but yeah, one thing I will say: the, the new kits look nice for Everton. Yeah, the Bombers kit. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, lots to build on. Gonna be a long off. Gonna be a long off season for both of our teams. Yeah, look, we, we need to. Yeah, we, we need to strengthen up top a lot. Um, one other thing I would also say about that game is that I, in my opinion, <laughs> Diaz should be sent off for that tackle on Richarlison. Yeah, everything with a double jeopardy rule. Yeah, it, it it's hard for the. It's it's hard for the referee to, um, to make the call, but I just think he's too far away. For it to be a genuine attempt, yeah, and like this is this is not the first time we've discussed the double jeopardy rule before. Like with Louisa sending off earlier in the season against Wolves, yeah. that's actually a different instance of where the double je- there's holes in the double jeopardy rule because in that instance he's not making an attempt for the ball, but he's not trying to bring the player down either. Yeah, so that's like there's like, there's like a loophole there. But in this instance, he he can argue that he's making a, t- a genuine attempt at the ball, but he's never really getting there. Exactly. So again, that's up to referee discretion, and the, the Louise one is, was as well. It's just like a bit of common sense. It's like the Louis one, he's not trying to bring him down. It's just incidental contact. Mm. And this one, he's never getting there. Yeah. Like, and I, get, and I get it's hard for him because you, like all signs point that he's made, he's slid in to try and get the ball. It looks like that to the naked eye, but like it's a bit unrealistic. Yeah, it was unrealistic. I, th- I think obviously the, you know, the whole situation of Man City's day probably comes into the referee's sort of equation a little bit. But yeah, if if that's accidental, then Louise's is accidental, even though they're quite different situations. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I think there's I think not only VAR but also the double jeopardy and the handball rule will uh, come in come under much scrutiny in this uh, offseason. Oh yeah, yeah. And there, there hopefully will be some sort of tinkering done to it. But there's been some bizarre and like the the handball r- rule this season has just become 
Yeah. Like the precedent for it is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. And also just like handballs that are given versus handballs that are missed. Like the handball that was given against uh, Fulham when Tottenham played them, when his hand's down by his side. Then the handball that wasn't given against Burnley when Arsenal, when Pepe kicked it into him, his hands is like up here away from his body. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's just like, there's no consistency. So I feel like that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Because um, <laughs> we'll be here forever we talk about VAR. Uh, Spurs beat Leicester 4-2 uh, as they scraped through to com- qualify for the UEFA Conference League. <laughs> Congrats. Some funny memes about it. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, I saw this thing about... Um, when, which something we'll touch on later, but when uh, one fourth uh, won the Europa League with Villarreal, uh, it was like one fourth Scott is like head in his hands, like when he realizes he's got to go back to Tottenham next season to play in the UEFA Conference League because <laughs> he's on loan. But yeah, um, disappointing for Leicester because I feel like for the most, for, like they've they've spent the most time in the top four out of every any team this season, including City and United. So disappointing for them to miss out, but ultimately injuries and just a bit of naivety, I think. Mm. caught up with them in the end it's it's extremely cruel for, for them to miss out and again because it was last season I think they dropped out on the last day as well mm. both times losing to to teams they arguably shouldn't have lost to they lost to United that wasn't that good last season yeah and they lost to Spurs who have been terrible this season especially at the tail end of last season United were were falling off um, but yeah it's like, but uh, I think on, on the day Tottenham kind of ran over them in the end. Yeah, I feel like... And the second one, I don't think, was a penalty. Yeah, no, Vardy's looking for Vardy 100%. Looks but I also think that it's crazy. Like, you see that thing that came out this season about Bale's like, goals-to-minutes ratio? Yeah. He came on and just took the game on completely. Just changed the game. Yeah. But like his second goal especially, it just looked, Leicester just looked like a team at the end of the season. They just looked like... Kick, kick the ball off the post and there's no one went to the ball. We had enough time to get it and score again off the rebound. They just looked dead on their feet. Which is sad to say, but like hopefully you know they can mount a better Europa League charge next season. They can spend some money in the in the tra- in the transfer window because they've already got a good squad. They'll get James Justin back from injury. Uh, they just need a f- I, I, they need another striker to compete with Vardy and Ian because I don't think Ian is a long the long term answer. And Vardy's thirty three, mm. uh, and maybe and also hopefully they get they get Harvey Barnes back because I, yeah. I think he, him going out of the team. And James Justin going out of the team is definitely when they started started the decline. It didn't go, didn't hit them straight away, but it definitely started when those two went out. Harvey Bynes is a is an absolute jet. He was he was killing it. Yeah, because like he, he he, I don't reckon he was he, he probably was never gonna uh, finish on the same level as Phil Foden, but he was definitely going toe to toe for that Young Player of the Season award with Phil Foden at the time when he went yeah. out. Uh, so then, yeah. Um, Moving on from that, we've got Liverpool after everything they've gone through with their injuries and stuff this season, managed to finish third just because uh, Chelsea lost 2-1 to Aston Villa, which I just think is incredible. Like, people were calling, some idiots were calling for Klopp's head halfway through the season, and he's pulled this off. Like, yeah. it's just incredible. Yeah, when when you consider the injuries that they've had, they've, like, just, just like, yeah, an, an incredible feat to, to still get into Champions League. Champions League spots with Nat Phillips and Ozcan come back for half the season. It's mm. like, yeah. Do, do you reckon they're they're challenging for the title again next year? It, they, it depends on how back? Van Dyke comes back because that type of knee injury could ruin your career. Mm. But if Van Dyke and Gomez and Matip come back to anywhere near the level they were playing at in 2019-20 yeah, um, and their wingers 
uh, you know, don't like if Mane just like doesn't have as bad a season as he had this season. Yeah, I think I think even if even if maybe Van Dyke doesn't come back quite as strong, I think they can still challenge if you know Matip Henderson and Jota has a full season. Yeah, fit. they like, just need to be healthy. Like yeah, like like Jurgen Klopp said uh, this week or was it last week uh, that City wouldn't have been able to. Uh, do what they've done with the injuries or yeah. wouldn't have been able to challenge for the title with their injuries and that's true no team would have been able to yeah. f- challenge for the title with their injuries and it's impressive that they've finished third with all those injuries to be honest yeah yeah it's crazy uh, but Chelsea I just thought uh, maybe they were resting players but it's not that great to lose going into a Champions League final yeah it was it was against Villa right yeah yeah. and also they had Mendy go off just before half time with an injury so Kepa kept the second half which also doesn't bode well. Who knows? Question mark over his fitness leading into the game. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, you definitely want Mendy in there, and 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 losing, losing to Aston Villa. I, I I suppose it matters a little bit, but I think they've also had two strong wins against City coming into it as well. So we'll it's touch not, on. We'll, it's, we'll, it's not ideal. It's but not yeah. ideal. But we'll touch on. We'll touch on uh, the Champions League matchup uh, rare, later. Rare ba- uh, brain snap from Azpilicueta in that too as well. He like threw his arm back and got oh a yeah red card. against yeah. Grealish yeah yeah although I feel like did Grealish I'm not sure if Grealish ended up getting sent off because that sec that tackle just before Aspilicueta hit him would have been a second yellow if the ref deemed that tackle yellow which oh, I thought true. it would have been because he got a yellow earlier in the game but then yeah Aspilicueta just lapse of concentration I don't really know what he was doing there yeah but yeah and then finally uh, Arsenal miss out on European football for the first time since uh, before I was born so 1995 96 was the last time that happened. Uh, I mean, yeah, ultimately it's probably what we need. Um, but one thing that Arsenal fans have been seeing on Reddit and just around of sort of, they've been getting sort of this, this level of like hope and positivity has come back recently because we've won five on the spin and Pepe's banged like five goals in five games. Pepe's looking hot. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't want to like be like the, you know, pessimistic guy, but like, yes, we've won five on the spin and yes, Pepe's look really good, but like in meaningless essentially games. Mm. Like I don't, I really don't want to everyone to like read into this so much to a point where like, oh, everyone's like Pepe, can't wait for the next season. Pepe's gonna be banging them in. It's like, yeah, maybe like on, maybe he's he's finally found his hit his stride and finally felt comfortable in the league and he's gonna take it on by storm. But maybe, but also the pressure's been completely off in these games. I want to see him do this, the start of the start of next season when the pressure's on because we'll have nothing but the Premier League and domestic cups to compete in next season. He needs to be putting in these type of performances every week next season mm. and until then I'm, I'm just like I, I want, I want him to succeed to believe, yeah. I want him to succeed but like these games essentially have been five friendlies if yeah. I'm honest like they've been friendlies so yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to believe that he's going to suddenly kick off like you know he's done it for five games but he's also been there for two seasons now yeah and he, and he hasn't I feel like he's been steadily improving I don't think by any means he's been a flop but mm. I don't I'm. I just think, given the amount of the like amount of money that you paid yeah. for him, he, he is kind of verging on being a flop. <laughs> I don't think he's. No, I don't think he's. I, a, I think he can still kick on. I don't think he's a flop because I think he's been more than someone. more than solid enough. Like he's he's had twenty plus goals and goal involvements in both seasons. So I don't think he's like he's obviously not worth seventy two million. But I don't think he's like to be considered a flop. You would have had he would have had to just be like you know, put up just like really poor numbers. I feel I feel like. He's not living up to the seventy-two million, but I don't think he's a flop. But like again, everyone's saying with, or not everyone, a lot of people are saying with this form he's been showing recently that he, he's about to blast off and like yeah. 
prove everyone that he's worth as much, I'm skeptical because yeah, I want to well, see it. When he's I, under I, I suppose when you think of flops, you think of something like Falcao when he came to the Premier League. It's it's definitely not that bad because um, he does show it in um, at times. But you know, this is the issue with some of these. Big money you know, sides. especially wingers as well. They can be inconsistent until he shows yeah. consistency. It's yeah. But I'm but hey, but I, I I wish him the best. I would love it if he all of a sudden starts banging in goal after goal after goal because that'd be great. Yeah, that would be. But yeah, so that's that's the end of the, the end of the Premier League season. Um, we've got quite a bit of football to get through between now and the start of the next Premier League season in the middle of August. But uh, it's only and it's only really like a just over a two month turnaround, which is pretty exciting. Yes. Not, long, not long to wait until we're back. <laughs> but um, moving on uh, which to what the rest of our the uh, sort of football content will be for the next month, month and a half, is the Euros. Uh, and we'll touch on the Copa America as well, but what me and Wilbur have been the most excited for for quite some time is the Euros. And two days ago, Gareth Southgate uh, released his 33-man provisional England squad. Now... You may wonder why we care so much about the England squad. You know, we're uh, two people living in Australia uh, who sound Australian uh, talking about, you know, soccer. So you'd wonder why we would care. Well, where we both are from English heritage. Uh, Wilbur and I have both got English passports. We've both spent large chunks of our life living in England. And essentially, because of that, we've grown up watching the English football and following it closely and being immersed in that culture a lot more than we have with the Australian culture. So I can't speak for you, but I've always just had a lot more of a connection to the English players and the English team yeah, 100%. since a young age than I. And coincidentally, we're filming this in, in England kits. <laughs> well, I've, I've, got, I've got the reversible kit with the goalkeeper kit on the inside. <laughs> it's, very, it's a very nice top. Yeah, and we've nice also one. ordered uh, two new retro kits uh, each to for the... Uh, for the Euros to have to, to watch games in. Can't wait. <laughs> but anyway, uh, okay, so, well, I'm not going to go through all of the 33 names because that's a lot of reading to read out. But essentially, Gareth Southgate picked his 33-man squad and he, uh, he has to cut seven, so there's 26 left. Uh, he's picked four goalkeepers um, and he's picked... Twelve one, defenders. Twelve defenders. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven midfielders and a bunch of forwards. Like, there's a lot of forwards in there. Ten. Ten forwards. So, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be tricky for him. Uh, to, but essentially, what, what, what we're going to do is we're going to pick who the seven players we would cut uh, come the time that Gareth would cut. Because Gareth said he's waiting to, on who to, on, to make that decision on the cuts until all the European finals have been played. Which will then leave us with a 26-man squad. So me and Wilbur have privately made our decisions on who we're going to cut and who we're going to keep. Uh, it was so tricky. yeah, it was it was very tricky. Um, I was I sort of went back and forth on on these for a little bit. But do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Well, should we go through the separate se- sections? Uh, as is, like, is, that, is that not how you've done it? No, I've done it like that. Okay, cool. Oh, well, let's let's start with goalkeepers. You go. You, you go with the goalkeepers. Okay. Well, I've I've dropped Ramsdale, uh, just because I've uh, heard from West Brom fans on online that um, I mean, shot stopping wise, you can't. It's pretty splitting hairs there. But mm, um, but like Sam Johnson, apparently, I don't watch a lot of West Brom games, truth be told. But I've heard that Sam Johnston is decent with his feet. So the way Gareth likes to play is somewhat play out from the back. 
Uh, it's probably why Henderson is going to end up being the number one over Pickford in the end. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, I just think like it's splitting hair saves uh, shot-stopping-wise and Johnson's better with his feet because uh, Sheffield never really do that. So Yeah, I think... I've I, I've dropped Johnson in in favor of Ramsdale. I don't think either of them are going to play that much. No. And I would, I, I've just basically gone with Ramsdale because he's a bit younger and it would be, be a good experience for him to, no, to get in there. And he can be around for longer. Yeah. This is yeah, that's that's a good call. But I, it's it's definitely splitting heads. They're both really really good shot stoppers. But I don't know who much. have been under the pump a lot this season. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know much about um about them apart from that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then okay, in defence, uh, that I've dropped two centre backs and a right back. I've dropped uh, Connor Cody and Ben White. Okay, yeah, and Reese James. And Reese James, I've dropped um, Cody, James, and Trippier. Interesting. That's not I. I yeah, but and 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 I also would say, <laughs> I. Like it, it, it was hard to pick. So basically, the, the way I chose like the the nine defenders, it was two left backs, two two right backs, and four no more, five five centre backs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Kane should be in there for Ben White for sure. Yeah, in the event that Maguire goes out, Kane would work really well in a in, in a back three. Yeah, I think he's stiff not to get picked. Yeah, I think it, I think bizarre. it's just because he's maybe he was out for a period of time and Everton also weren't doing so crash hot. Mm. But like again, like, um, but yeah, I th- I think Cody was the obvious one. The other two are hard. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Gareth's comments saying that uh, Reese James and Trippier can play a bunch of different a bunch of different positions? I think if anything, Trent is a more a Trent and Walker are more versatile than Trippier and James. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Trippier and James are right backs or right wing backs, whereas Trent is a right back, right wing back who can who can also like he doesn't play central midfield, but he has played so he can drop in centrally for underlaps or overlaps. Mm. Also has better delivery into the box than Trippier or James. Where and then Walker is uh, can play right back or right wing back, but all can also double as a third centre back if he dropped to a back three. True. So I feel like that they those two are the most versatile out of the two. The reason I've gone with Trippier is just proven international experience. Like I don't mm. think. Uh, I think James has been good this season, but then all, again, also Trippier also has winning the league with Atletico. Uh, you could make a case for either of them, but I, for an international tournament, I would go with Trippier just based on experience. Yeah, true. He's he's also like you know d- done a few of these these big competitions with the squad, so it'd be, he'd be good to have around. Yeah, I just think you know he's saying you know Trippier can play you know right side of a back three. I just don't I don't buy that. No. I would not want him in. in you mean left in, side? Uh yeah sorry left yeah, side yeah, yeah like no we we've got Chilwell and Shaw we should have we there's no reason why we should be playing yeah. uh Trippier on at, at, on the left if he yeah. does that I'll be infuriated one thing I will say which uh, like another some people might be questioning is why we've dropped uh Connor Cody in favor of Ben Godfrey who's only just been caught up to the squad for though if anyone that hasn't watched Everton this season Ben Godfrey is a star yeah like he will be. I wouldn't be surprised if in within a year or two, like within a year, he is one of the starting centre backs, mm. if not like pushing Stones or Maguire, because he is a gun. He's going to be so good, and like t- on the ball, better, arguably the best on the ball defender we've got, because he can play across the back four, right back, left back, centre back, and defensive midfield. He's the best on the ball. Uh, he's extremely quick. 
and and extremely physical. I just that yeah, and like Connor Cody looks good in a back three that is like the way Wolves play, but like isn't very good with his feet mm. and isn't very quick. Yeah, and can get caught out. So I thought that was quite an easy one for me. Ben White, I think is a, is a, is a talent. Like he played really well in Leeds's promotion campaign and has looked good for Brighton this season, but. I don't know, just you, you know, you, would you play him over uh, Godfrey, Maguire, Mings, or um, Stones? Probably not. Like maybe Mings, but like Mings, yeah. I reckon Mings has not done anything, anything to not get picked. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I definitely take that point. It's like I, I suppose that that's the one that we've differed on Tri- Trippier and White, and you know, maybe just having Trippier in there for the experience is better. But yeah, I definitely agree with, with the Godfrey thing as well. Of the of the centre-backs, um, he's the best on the ball. I'd say Trent's probably a little bit better on, on the ball than him, though. Yeah, but Trent's a right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then, yeah, in terms of midfielders, uh, I've dropped uh, Jesse Lingard. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the reasoning, the reasoning there is, I feel like of the people that are listed as forwards, Phil Foden could easily fill a role that Jesse Lingard could fill, and exactly. and then like, exactly. do you who do you pick out of Jesse Lingard, Phil Foden, and Mason Mount? You pick Mason Mount and Phil Foden, and also Jude Bellingham is going to be way better than Jesse Lingard, and is seven years younger than him. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that's the exact exact reasoning I had like. There's a bunch of those attackers who could, if we really needed it, fill that role in midfield that Lingard would. And and the other thing is, Lingard's had a great second half of the season, but I don't know. He's been out for a bit. He's very hot and cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that, was fi- an easy, that was an easy one. Yeah, no, nah, I, I thought about it for a second because I was like, Lingard has what well, did have a hot streak, but I'm just like, if you look at like technically the rest of those players that would fill that role, like Mount better, Bellingham better. And a lot younger. Um, Foden better. Like, mm, yeah. And finally, the two forwards I've cut are Saka and Watkins. I've gone for Saka and Greenwood. Greenwood? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. That shocks me. Why? Basically, I just, I, I just thought that... Oh, well. I see Watkins as more of a, a, a natural striker, and I think we need someone there if in, in the event that something happens with Kane. I've, I've got down here that, you know, I'd prefer it to be Bamford, but I think he represents the next best option. Mm. Okay, I, the reason I... That is a bit controversial now. That I, 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 <laughs> no, the reason I never considered dropping Greenwood because I think that if we need a goal in the last 15, 20 minutes, he is the best pure finisher after Kane in the mm. team. I was also I was also sort of topic like tossing up whether like DCL and Greenwood as the second attacker to drop because I was thinking a similar thing if if I don't know DCL's finishing is just not up to scratch I don't think and if, like- and if an opportunity falls to him in a like obviously he's in the squad to be that sort of you know hold on to a hold on to a lead sort of striker but. I also think though, but if 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 we need a, again need a goal in the last fifteen to twenty minutes, and we and we've got Trent or whoever sending a bunch of crosses into the box, having Kane and DCL two up top could be a really good option to have. I just thought Dom offers is way better in the air than Watkins, and has arguably better hold up than him, uh, and Kane is obviously just better than him. Yeah. Uh, so 
I was the reason, I, and then Greenwood is the, the like I said, the best pure finisher after Kane in the team. And I just thought, well, while Watkins is really good, again, I would have Bamford in the provisional squad over him. So I was like, yeah. for all those reasons. Though the thing about Greenwood is like he he, he is a very natural finisher, but I, like finisher, but I haven't actually. St- I haven't really seen him play as a center as a center forward that much. He usually plays on on either wing for for United. So True. I'm not sure how much like might be a natural finisher, but, but does not, he work that well in that center forward position? But also, I don't necessarily think he'll always be brought on at that. Yeah, I think, like I would just have him in the team even as a player to bring on out wide. Like, like. But for me, but for me, we've got so many of those players already. It's, just, it's it, like true, but I just, I just feel like, I, I don't know. For me, he was just like someone. Like he's obviously going to keep Kane on if yeah. you if you need to go in the last 15, 20 minutes to bring someone else on like that. Who the like, ball falls to him, edge of the box, inside the box. He's got a second because he's got a very, he's got that very like snappy short backlift finish. Ball yeah. falls to him, fraction of a second. Get a get it out of your feet. Shoot, I like. Yeah, he's one of the top players in the team. I want the ball falling to. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think. But yeah, I like your reasoning. I, with I think. Watkins, I think though. my reasoning is is that we've already got so many of those players, and so, like, thinking of who can back up Kane if we. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. I, I, yeah, I, th- I feel like it's just. It's, I, I'm Watkins being picked there over Bamford has just irked me enough to yeah. just want him to drop. It should be Bamford. It should be Bamford. Yeah. Uh, sure. So yeah, that 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 would leave me. With I'm gonna quickly run run through it. It's a lot of word, a lot of words here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run through it. That would run through my squad would be Henderson and uh, Henderson, Johnston, Pickford, uh, Trent, Godfrey, Maguire, Stones, Shaw, Mings, Trippier, and Walker, uh, Bellingham, Henderson, Rice, Mount, Phillips, Ward, Prowse, then DCL, Foden, Grealish, Greenwood. Kane, Rashford, Sancho, Sterling. That would be my team. I go through mine too. Quickly after yours as well. <laughs> um, Henderson, Pickford, Ramsdale, Shaw, Chilwell for left backs, Trent and Walker for right backs, centre backs, Maguire, Stones, Mings, Godfrey, and Ben White. The same midfield. Um, and then Kane, DCL, Watkins. Um, Foden, Grealish, Sterling, Rashford, Sancho. Okay. Now, the interesting thing. Uh, our first game is against Croatia. Uh, so I've done a little bit of research, albeit five minutes of research. Uh, <laughs> I googled their lineup in the World Cup final. Um, and the way Croatia lined up then was they had Supersic in goal, Vida and Lovren as centre-backs, uh, Rusel, Co. I probably botched that name, and uh, Strunic, uh as left and right backs. But then they have Brozovic sitting in front of the two centre-backs as, as a defensive midfielder. And then they had Modric and Rakitic uh, in either side of him in a three, which Rakitic has retired from international football now, or he wasn't picked, um, which means that'll probably be Kovacic now. Yeah. Uh, then they had Rebic, uh, Perisic on the wings, and Mandzukic up top. Mandzukic also wasn't picked. I'm not sure if he's retired from international football or if he just wasn't picked for... Uh, the Croatia Euro squad, but I, I, I would have, I would assume they're doing something similar this time because it worked. That, worked. So that, that was that a four-two-three-one. Was a, no, it was a four-three-three with a holding midfielder with Brozovic at the base. Yeah. So, but I would feel, I would feel that like the main, the, the main thing I feel is they would have someone up top as like a target man and and run Perisic or Rez, or Rebic or uh, Mirosl, uh, Mislav Orsic, the guy who 
put uh, Tottenham oh, to sword yeah. in the Europa League <laughs> uh, out wide. Zagreb. So like quick, dynamic, strong wingers. So with that being said, um, my we're gonna pick what our starting lineup would be. Not necessarily. This isn't necessarily the best, you know, talent ability wise team. It's just the best situational team. Eleven players for this game. So without further ado, <laughs> uh, my team for that would be Dean Henderson in goal, uh, Walker, Maguire, Stone, Maguire if fit, that is, uh, Stones and Shaw. I just feel like Shaw and Walker are the best one-on-one defenders against those ringers who are very talented. Rebic for Milan is really good and Perisic is also really good. Uh, and then I have Henderson and Rice. Uh, this is a 4-3-3. Henderson and Rice sort of... Rice would sit and Henderson would be the engine legs up and down, but they would they'd sort of be two base with one in front. And then I would actually have Foden in front of them. I wouldn't have him out wide. I'd have him uh, in front of him. And then I would have... Grealish, if he's fit, left. Grealish. Uh, Kane up top and Sancho right. Now, this is dependent. If if, this is, if Grealish is fit, because if Grealish isn't fit or isn't quite killing it in, in training camp, I would then move Foden to the left and have Mount in front of Rice and Henderson. But I feel like if he's fit and firing, he's just got to be in the team. Like He showed that when he was picked last time. He like won man of the match one game and like literally just... like He's one of those guys who... Because he plays in a team where he's the main guy... In a guy, in a bunch, and a bunch, everyone else isn't quite on his level. He can take the game by the scratch of his neck and do things by himself. Yeah, that's true. And I just feel like we need guys like that in our team. And I just feel like he's that difference maker. Mount's really good, but I feel like he's really good in a very good team. Not to take anything away from how good he is, but I feel mm. like he doesn't have that same "I'm gonna just take this game on and do it all myself" type of thing. Um, but that being said, if Grealish isn't fit and firing and back to form, I feel like you. I definitely play Mount in front of Henderson and Rice and move Foden to the left. But yeah, if everyone's fit and firing, Foden in front of Henderson and Rice, Grealish left, Kane right, Sancho, uh, Kane top, Sancho right. Yeah, I like it. It's 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 a, it's a good take on Grealish. I'm, I'm I'm not sure if I fully agree with the with with, with Mount not being able to take the game. I, I I feel like he he still can, and like he has those moments of individual brilliance that do change games. Anyway, I've gone with Pickford in goals. <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> um, the same back four of Walker, Shaw, Maguire, and Stones. Yeah, again w- with those with those pacey wingers. Um, they're, they're they're the best fullbacks to have in. Um, Phillips and Rice. Um, no Henderson. No Henderson, mainly because he he hasn't he hasn't joined up with Liverpool's training. Yeah, true. He's coming back from a really long injury. Phillips has had a. Um, a great season with Leeds. He's actually hurt his shoulder in in the last game. Phillips. Yeah, but they they say he's going to be back. But I just think it's a different injury. I don't think Henderson is. He's just had so long out. So maybe building him back up for a little bit is is more ideal. You know, in in the context. Um. Um. And then Mount. Um. In in front of them, and then Sancho, Kane, and and Foden. I just think, yeah, I, I, I think more those those more traditional like t- type of wingers that kind of make those like darting runs past Kane are, are a bit more effective. Obviously, there's going to be a place for, for, for Grealish to come in for sure. Um, but I just think maybe that's what's Kane, like, 
Kane has been used to in an England shirt um, for a while. And he's also used to that at Tottenham as well. But I feel like we, he had that with Sterling and it just didn't work. Notice how Sterling isn't in either of our teams because I just think Sterling is that quick little dart again behind winger. But mm. I just feel like we, like on the, but, ball, on the ball technical skill and the ability to hit a shot, play a pass, drift into spaces, I feel like, yeah, Grealish and Foden are the best at that. Yeah. And I suppose, actually, as I'm saying, that I've got Foden in there who would do something similar to Grealish. So, so yeah. I think maybe it's 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 also, again, re- related to Grealish's has been out for a while. Yeah, too. I guess like, it, it, it's very dependent on how they're feeling and how, they're, and how the training camp goes because they'll have a very short training camp, probably like, what, a week and a half at best? Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll really depend on that. Um, Less than two weeks. At least. There's also the potential, potentially, because like Sancho's also been out for a while as well. But also, I think he's too good not to play. But there's there's there's, a, there's a, I thought about toying with the formation of Rice, Henderson, Mount, Foden, and Grealish on either side with Kane through the middle. Wait, say that again. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Rice and Henderson with Mount in front with Foden and Grealish on either side and Kane through the middle. That's True. like you're sacrificing a bit of pace there, but in terms of like technical on the ball ability, yeah. Like I'm not saying Sancho's worse than any of those guys, but I just feel like those guys in terms of like all like technical on the ball ability, ability to drift into space, ability to hit a pass, hit a shot, just like technique, like just like pure technicians and like a bit of sort of like just like make things happen. Yeah, I feel like that's a really interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's for sure an, an interesting thing to try. I, I feel like you've still got to sort of have that more traditional and like pacey, pacey winger yeah, in there. Yeah, that's why well. I, do, I did have Sancho in my team because I feel like he yeah. is that. One thing I would say about Phillips and Rice is I feel like we have to be wary of playing two defensive yeah. midfielders. Because I, I, was, I was saying like in, in like a sort of like a, uh, a depth chart, for me it's Rice, then Phillips behind him, then Henderson, then Ward-Prowse behind him. Yeah. And then Mount and then or Foden. Uh, and then Bellingham behind them, yeah. or even Bellingham behind Henderson. But like, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe next to Rice, Be- Bellingham is the better option. But, but yeah, yeah, I feel like as good as Ward Prowse is, Ward Prowse only gets into the team if there's an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. I yeah, I, I was I was actually toying with with the idea of having having um, dropping him instead of Lingard. But I feel like he's we're we're, we're lacking that you know, more defensive mid, like depth in the defensive midfield role. So. Yeah. And he's just a really good box, pure box to box. Like, yeah, he can also play right back if we really, yeah, if we really need, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think either of the teams that we picked are good teams mm. that, but yeah, I just think that, that base with the def- with, uh, the, the, the back four and rice is, is key. And then yeah, like if, if Phillips plays, he just needs to have license to get up and down. Yeah. Because I feel like it, if we just sit with two two guys sitting in front of the back four, it'll negative. It, this will be a bit of a disconnect between the back six and the front four, mm. front front five. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You, you definitely need that link, and and like ideally, Henderson is ready to go. Yeah, and he he would be in there because Has, he was, was he back in Liverpool training, but or at nah, all? Nah, he's not back with the team. He's he's training like Solid. by himself apparently. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. <laughs> It's annoying, but I mean, he's he's, he's going to go to yeah. the training camp, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting he's for had sure. A long time, I know. I mean, like 
like in, in, in a good way, you know. Yeah. Like he's been out for a long time recovering. Yeah. And hasn't risked it at all. Um, okay, well, yeah, that's... Uh, hope I, for those of listening, you may not care about this much of an in-depth uh, analysis of what we think England should do. But anyway, um, finally, we're going to wrap up just with a little bit of a European uh, sort of wrap-up, I guess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Europa League first. Uh, United this morning. Uh, yeah, I got up to watch it. I'm very... <laughs> I was basically shouting at the TV from um, from six from six a.m. Um, disappointing. It was very disappointing. I mean, the I don't know that they, they they sat on they had two lines sitting on their eighteen yard box for, for basically the whole of the first half, and then they sent one um, long ball into the box, and probably De Gea should do a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he gets wrong-footed or not, but he kind of falls backwards and doesn't really get close. Yeah, to yeah it. Like from the moment I was saying to you from before, from the moment I saw that go in, even before I saw the replay, I'm like, could he have done better there? Like, yeah, yeah. And then w- when the game did open up in the second half, like they they just didn't uh, United just didn't take their chances. But full credit to Villarreal for holding on to it. I think it's actually quite a good managerial performance from Unai Emery. The Unai Emery Cup, the Unai Emery League. <laughs> yeah. It it it's 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 an impressive managerial performance and um it's again um Spanish teams absolutely dominating English teams in European finals. Yeah. Cra- crazy penalty shootout too. Yeah, no. I, I and again again the De Gea like the his penalty that he took. Yeah. I'm like I no one obviously goes out to like purposely miss a penalty obviously yeah. but like it just looked like he didn't really yeah. care like it was a at, least, at least give it a fucking give it a go give it like, a hit yeah he saw the keeper before and absolutely welly it into the top right corner yeah like, that was sick just, just blast it down the middle do something like and like he's a keeper sure but like any prof- footballer at that level can yeah. take a better penalty than that yeah. it's a penalty yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah disappointing for United but you know yeah what are you going to do I also I, I won't have it that Oli got it wrong. I reckon Oli got it exactly right. He played... He, he went with Pogba and McTominay. So yeah. McTominay was a defensive one and Pogba was creating more. So he didn't go defensive against them. I just... I heard something... Because, again, guys, full disclosure, I wasn't up to watch this. But uh, he didn't bring in on any subs until, like, the 90th minute. Yeah, not, not too late. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit questionable. But I don't think they needed to, to change it. It's 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 similar, like when you guys were playing Villarreal, like you, you got a little bit annoyed about, and quite rightly so, about Arteta making changes when it was kind of like, it was almost working. Yeah. Like United, it was almost working. True. Like in the second half was where they took hold of the game. It was the players that bottled it. Yeah. Rashford missed that absolute... Yeah, he should have scored that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Oli... For all his good work this season, gets his players bottle it and United miss out on a trophy for the second season in a row. squad. Uh, anyway, moving on to uh, a quick little Champions League preview. We've talked, we've touched on this in past episodes before, but seeing as it is on Sunday, well, we should talk about it. So, uh, Chelsea versus City. Uh, City have just come from a resounding win on the weekend in the lead up to it. Uh, Chelsea have come from losing to Aston Villa, but Chelsea hold a two nil record, two two and zero record over the past two meetings they've had against them. But in games where we've said may not be the best indicator of how the game will go. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, what was it? It was it was a very different, like a completely different lineup in the last Premier League meeting and in the FA Cup. Yeah. dissimilar. I don't think I think Kevin De Bruyne maybe played like fifteen total minutes across both games. Yeah, and he is, and he played with two strikers in the Premier League game, and then yeah, yeah, so, and essentially Kevin De Bruyne is top three best players in the world right now. So yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he'll be a massive difference. Yeah, how do you see it going? Not just scoreline, but like general game. I re- I reckon City City will dominate the ball. Like they're going to dominate the ball a lot more um, than has been the case. Like it's been like in the last two fixtures, it was like fifty fifty possession almost. I reckon they'll dominate the ball a lot more. Um, and yeah, j- just be too strong. I can't I can't see too much. Do you think they're going to do the Bernardo Mares Foden thing again? Like no focal point. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Because they haven't played against Chelsea like that yet this season. I don't think. That's. I think. I think it's their best system. Yeah. To be honest, because I'm pretty sure when they played them earlier in the season, they played Gab Jesus up front in that game. I don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but. Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah, but like, yeah, that, like even if like that's ages ago, and like recently when they've been playing that system, they've been killing it. Mm. So yeah, I, I agree. I think City's going to just have, especially for like, like Chelsea will have periods, but there'll be large parts of the game, like 20, 30 minute periods in both halves where City just wave after wave after wave. Yeah. Just controlling that midfield, get Foden and Myers dropping into pockets, but and then Bernardo dropping in and out with sort of swapping with De Bruyne. Yeah. Like yeah. it's going to be a great yeah. game to watch and I actually will be up to watch that game yeah. <laughs> we'll all be up to watch that I think that, wait I was just looking as well because the, the other thing that's on at 12am on Sunday is the championship playoff game Oh, so it's going to be a very fun Sunday morning yeah and what's on, what time is the Champions League final? I think it's on at like 4 on Sunday <sighs> morning and this is on at 12 right well we might have to watch that one a little bit delayed <laughs> I don't know no, no, I mean the championship final. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, um, plenty of good football coming in the next uh, week and then especially in the next, uh, in two weeks for the next month or so. So yeah, we're going to be doing uh, a lot more Euro content over the next few weeks as we break down uh, the groups uh, to the best of our knowledge anyway. Um, and we do a little bit more England focus and we also are going to probably try and look at the Cup of America to an extent. Yeah, we have we live with uh, somewhat of some a Columbia fan and somewhat of who's more of an expert than we are, so uh, yeah, we might get him on. I think that, yeah, there's quite a few issues with the Cup of America now, so it's of interesting outside of football as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, lots to talk about, and of of course, um, if you have an opinion on the on the, on the England squad, let us know. Uh, we liked that we got some engagement on Instagram with our team of the seasons, so we'll post our, our England line. Cool. Uh, we'll post our England lineups as well. And uh, yeah, you guys can have your say. But yeah, that, unless you got anything else, Wilbur, any last comments? Um, Diaz should have been sent off. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a war. Uh, yeah, okay, well, hey, that's the double jeopardy rule for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, well, yeah, as always, guys, uh, follow us on Spotify, the 40 Yard Switch. Um, like, uh, follow us on Instagram, 40 Yard Switch underscore podcast. And. Follow me and Wilbur too while you're at it, you know? At, at, at Wilbur Kale. Yeah, that's And it. at that's Jack Lumberson. Don't, don't ask why my name's that. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you guys. See you guys.